We are continuing in the book of Peter, 1 Peter today, chapter 2, verse 13, uh, through chapter 3 and verse 7. Uh, so a lot of scripture to, to cover here this morning. But the author uh, has written and entitled this lesson, what? Submit Yourselves. Um, when we submit, not only to God, but when we submit to anything, authority or the authority of God or the ways of God, God's will, uh, submit to authority in our job, um, what's, what, what is that? What is submission? Okay, obedience with humility attached. Any other thoughts? Anybody? Give in. Give in to something. Uh, Brandon, you submit all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, the scripture is opposite of that, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, we, we uh, husbands, oh, we we submit to our our honeydews and all those things, don't we? Uh, yeah, at least let make them think so. <laughs> uh, but submission, giving in, and I want you to keep that thought in in the back of your head as we go through this today, uh, in this lesson, and the time that we have together. Um, the introduction lays out a good outline of everything, and uh, the very first line up there is Peter encouraged, encouraged them to be what? Humble. Now, if we're going to submit, we've got to be humble people. Now, we've got, we just, just, there's no other way. There has to be humility, and there has to be humbleness. Can't be haughty. We can't have that type of spirit and be submissive. Can't have the spirit of it's my way or no other way. Um, that's not submissive. Can't be I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. No matter what, who's, who or what, or what the Bible says, or what the preacher says, or my elder says, or, or whatever, or you can carry it on to the marriage. I don't care what my wife says. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, or vice versa. So it's a giving in. And, and, and as Brother Jimmy pointed out, humility attached to that. He gives us a good scripture there, Proverbs 3. 34, God resists the proud and gives what? Grace. Grace to the humble. Submit to those who are younger. The apostle exhorted there in 1 Peter chapter 5. Um, well, I was actually, I quoted, he was quoting Proverbs 3 and 34. Um, submit to those who are older, as he called upon his audience, to be submissive to one another, be clothed with humility. 
Christ had that. Followers of Christ should develop that. God created three institutions. The introduction lays out what are they? The what? Home, the government, and the church. And these three exist by God's decree. Gives a reference there back in Genesis. God formed Eve and out of Adam's side. Her creation led to the author of Genesis to conclude, Therefore man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. We could talk on that all day. Are marriages like that? Are they, you know, most marriages today don't even include those types of scriptures anymore for the most part. Um, A lot of times it's nothing spiritual sometimes about it at all. But that's important in a, in a marriage, especially to counsel young people who are getting married. Man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. What does that mean? The what? Priorities change. My poor little mama, rest her soul. She worried about her baby when he got married. Amanda called. Amanda, I'd come home and said, your mama called. When <laughs> she said that, we supposed to have a discussion. She's worried about her baby having food and milk. <laughs> At 24, she's worried about me having some milk. Uh, finally, I had to sit down with my mama and say, Mom, I'm a married man now. I love you, but you don't have to worry about those things. I got a good wife that's going to take care of me. Um, she couldn't see past the end of her nose, but she could hear that sense increase once she lost her sight. And we lived about a hundred and 30, 40 yards in front of her. And no sooner than we pulled in the carport, the phone would be ringing. She couldn't see that far. I don't know how she would The phone would be ringing. She wanted to know, where y'all been? <laughs> well, mama. <laughs> but anyway, leave that father and mother. Then he goes in talking about the government, doesn't he? Government also owns its origin to God. That every soul be subject to the government authority, governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And then the church. We see the prophecies there. Isaiah 2 and 2 through 4 gives you scriptures in Daniel as well. Uh, establishing... Um, Established uh, mountains out of Zion shall go forth uh, the law, Isaiah 2. And then, of course, Peter's response to our Lord, or our Lord's response to Peter. I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew 16, 18. All three institutions, the book says, the home, government, and the church are what? divinely established. 
when you've got problems in the home or problems in the government and the church, they're divinely directed, they're instituted divinely, but they're divinely directed. And how are they directed? God is through the Word of God, right? Yeah, you got problems in the home, got problems in the government, got problems at church. Go where to fix it? The Word of God. That's the key. If people, um, if people would only do that in marriages, we'd have a whole lot less divorces. I can tell you that. Uh, but our text today discusses the necessity. He says, he "Don't say just submission." He says the necessity. That it's necessary. It's necessary that we uh, submit in various areas of our lives. Peter mentions that we'll see that submission demands us to yield what? Our, our own will to the will of God. When we submit to our government, we submit to God. To authorize the government to function and exist. The same is true in the workplace, in the church, and in the home. Now the first section deals with the government. Well, we could talk a lot about the government right now, couldn't we? I don't know what's happening, I'm telling you. I can tell you what's happening. Satan's right in the middle of everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the call for submission found throughout our lesson text is based upon the proper understanding of these verses. Immediately preceding this, this section, Peter told his audience they were sojourners and pilgrims. They were to live as, or not to live, as if the world was their ultimate home. Instead, they were to honor God and point others to Him. But in order to do that, they had to submit to God's plan. And he puts out the need there described uh, to submit to the government. And this is, this is something that people sometimes struggle with. Um, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. Um, Submission to the government is not based on what? Whether one what? One approves of everything the government does. Christians living in the first century wouldn't have agreed with everything done by the Roman government. So it gives us that um, example there. But they were to submit the ordinance of the government for the Lord's sake. You know, you throw out the, the question, you know, as corrupt and evil as our government and things are, laws and things today that they've passed, we can't submit to those things that are against whose law? God's law. Yeah. But we most certainly need to be submissive to the government and all the ordinance of, ordinances of man. Um, we have a duty to pray for our government and our leaders. You know, we um, we don't. I don't like a lot of the things that's going on, but I still pray for them. Uh, 
hoping, and I ask the Lord to defeat them in the things that are wrong. Uh, you know, whether that's the right way or wrong way, you know, I don't know. Sometimes good things come from wrong things, but number one, the Lord's will be done. That's the main, main thing. But he describes the areas in which the government has authority to function, punishing evildoers and punishing those who do good. Or praising those, rather, who do good. Um, for rulers were not a terror to good works but to evil do you want to be unafraid of the authority do what is good as Paul wrote um, and you'll have praise from, from the same for he is God's minister to you for good but if you do evil be afraid for he does not hear the sword in vain or bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Um, restraining evil, one says. Maintain law and order. Promote the welfare of the people. Uh, I think all that's probably in jeopardy at, at this point in our, <laughs> in our country um, in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> we've had a... We've had a visitor at our house, and we named him Jerry. And uh, it's a little mouse. And uh, Tom and Jerry, y'all know cartoon. Jerry, man, he was, he's the smartest little mouse I've ever seen. Uh, Try to catch him with... And I don't know if he's the one that got on one of the little sticky traps, but the whole sticky trap was gone. And so that means Jerry was, he had some muscles. Uh, I tried to catch him on a trap. I tried one cheese, didn't have any luck. Tried another cheese, didn't have no luck. Maybe he don't like American. Let's give him some Swiss. Let's try to, let's try to catch him on some peanut butter. Man, we're good. You know how I finally caught that little scandal? On this high dollar sliced sandwich meat turkey. High dollar stuff. And I told the man that when we caught him, I said, the Democrats have ruined our mice too. <laughs> That's it. They think they deserve something free and something better for nothing. <laughs> I said, he has messed up my mice. Oh, but anyway, he, uh, he's a little old scandal. I went there the other night and I got him on. I'd put a trap in one plate and he'd go another. But I finally, I finally confiscated him. Uh, I owe it all to Micah because he keeps deer stuff downstairs and dog food. It's just a smorgasbord for him down there. Uh, but anyway, Peter urged his audience to live that did not bring government judgment or punishment down upon them. He says, for the will of God that by doing good you may put the silence to ignorance of foolish men as free yet, uh, not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as a bondservant uh, of God. 
Now, the next statement right there, Christian behavior should what? Yeah, allegiance to God. Oh, uh, why is it naive to think that Christians will always be saved from social pressure or outright persecution just because they live in holy lives? It's not naive to think that such behavior will sometimes have the desired effect uh, on their opponents so they will back off their foolish accusations and baseless persecutions. Um, so I guess we could say don't return evil for evil. What do we do? Return good? Good for evil? A lot of times that, and it goes back to the, a soft answer does what? Turns away, wrath. Turns away wrath. So our actions uh, as God, allegiance to God and God's ways, a lot of times will cause those things to be backed off or to, to go away, if you will. Section ends, Peter emphasizing the need to appropriate behavior in every situation one encounters. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. With that said, submission to God is most important. Obey God rather than men. Uh, so again, you know, we could talk about, you know, to the government and things. And what's one, what's one of the most things, that, in spite of all that's been, that they do and the laws and stuff, what's one thing that's always affected man concerning the government that they don't like? Paying what? Paying taxes, right? Paying taxes. Uh, I always tell this. We bought, uh, when we got bought Micah's vote and, and Angie was buying mine, both sellers said, I'll leave the purchase amount, what? Blank into you. Why do they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that how 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 is that? Is that should we as Christians do that? It's dishonest, ain't it? I don't care any way how you look at it. <laughs> it's dishonest. Um and I've heard justifications and, and they'll say, Well, they've already paid tax one time on that and I ain't paying it again and blah 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 blah. That's not an ordinance of the government though, is it? No, it's not the way they've set it up. We may not like it, <laughs> but it's dishonest um, to, to do those things. That's just one example. Uh, income tax, man. People, you know, all the time cutting things on their income tax. And we shouldn't do that. Now, I will tell you, they, uh, here locally, they just, I think, well, a while back, they they're starting to go and look at the uh, fair market value on those things when people come. Because when you buy a $20,000 boat and you come in and you, you take and you put down and you bought it for $500, <laughs> that does not add up, okay? Uh, it's kind of like that kid taking my test one day in school. He finished in two minutes. I was like, dude, how'd you do this? <laughs> in such two minutes, in two minutes, I mean, literally two minutes he was done. And... Uh, of course, I got to investigate, and he had all his answers written down, this, that, and other. I said, if you're going to cheat, man, I said, it's not right to cheat, but I said, don't turn it in so early. <laughs> He's like, I guess you're right, Colts. <laughs> I said, so you're going to retake this one. I gave him another shot. 
Now the next section deals, after the government, deals with ma the mas our masters, or the masters concerning uh, slaves, if you will, or servants. And concerning people who are in less desirable situations, he writes. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 18, Servants be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. And they, they said it's more uh, akin, it says, to the employer-employee relationship than to slavery as we commonly understand it. Although, read what the Grudenum says here, although mistreatment of slaves could occur then too, it must be remembered that I, right, first century slaves were generally well treated and were not only unskilled laborers but often managers, overseers, trained members of the various professions, doctors, nurses, teachers, uh, musicians, skilled artisans. There's extensive Roman legislation against the, um, regulating the treatment of slaves. They were normally paid for their services and could expect eventually to purchase their own freedom. But now, with all that said, regardless, Christians to whom Peter wrote were expected to submit to those who were over them and conduct themselves appropriately, Colossians 3, 22-25. Uh, when you look down there at that next to the last verse or last one, you can say what goes around comes around, uh, basically. Proper behavior in the workplace should occur whether the worker is treated fairly or unfairly. Those who suffer yet faithfully perform their duties are worthy of commendation. Um, now, this is a lifelong old argument too. We often develop relationships in our employers, whoever we work for, that they're, they are against us and we're against them. Um, treating, being treated unfairly and, and those types of things. What type of attitude and things should we have in our workplace towards our employers and other employees as well? Better just best job you can. Yeah, you can find another job. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're not happy, like Jason said, go somewhere else. Don't do it. I mean, it's that simple, isn't it? Um, that's right. That's right. Honest day's work for honest day's pay. Um, it doesn't give us an excuse to cheat our employer out of what no. they used to do. Now, also, that's how we look at it, doesn't it? Uh, we can cheat them out of it, or maybe, maybe we're very, uh, maybe we're very negative towards our employer. We talk about our employer terribly bad. Um, they're terrible, they're terrible. And, and, and now I'm gonna tell you, you know, conditions for workers and, and things from where it was 50 years ago or, or, or whatever is a lot better. Conditions and, and benefits and things, you have to agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, the employer, what's their job? They're out to do what? Make money. And guess what? They hired who? You to help them make money. Because a lot of times we get into the thing, uh, well, all they're worried about is making money. Well, that's what they were created for when you think about it. That's right. <laughs> they don't make money, you don't get paid. Um, and, you know, and, and, and sometimes the picture that we paint as employers of, or employees of our employers is not often as Christian-like sometimes. Um, you know, we have to be careful with that and uh, have the right attitude and be submissive to those guys. And, and there, are, there are situations, most well, certainly, that where people have been taken advantage of. Or advantage of. So, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's understandable. Um, but just normally, though, sometimes if you're just disgruntled and you just don't like what you do, you know, you probably just need to go somewhere else. Uh, and that's the best best solution. Um, rather than always be bickering and things about stuff. You know, and, and I guess we could ask the question here too, you know, how does our employer and how does the other employees that work we work around view us? Do they view us as a loyal Christian attitude? employee or do they view us in other ways um, yeah yeah you're right that's exactly right yeah you're exactly right exactly right We've become a society and stuff as a whole that just like my, looks like my Jerry and my mice. They deserve something else. You, you know, you ain't you. You know, you just don't give me simple cheese and peanut butter. You can go to the high dollar sliced turkey. Uh, you know, that's kind of where our society is. You know, I, you owe me a whole lot more. Um, do I? Yeah, I know. If I had, I was gonna have to. My wife gave me instructions. She said, "You get him caught." And she said, "You get him caught before we leave on our trip." Cause my wife obsesses with those things, man. She's counting his little pills the other day. She's like, "He's been back in my towel drawer." I go, "How do you know?" Because I cleaned all of them out, and there's four in there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm working on it, Mom. Do I? Well, I probably do. I probably got a little family. But he's the only one. Yeah, cat. We don't like cat. Cats don't live around our house long. Micah brought a coon in yesterday in a cage, and he left. And I went out there and looked yesterday evening, and I was like, I know there was a coon in that cage a while ago. I texted him. I said, what'd you do with that coon? He said, he's in the cage. I said, no, he ain't. And both of my garage doors was open. And I was like, I hope he ain't in my garage. 
Because I'm going to tell you, Matthew will die if he jumps out on me when I go in there early in the morning or whatever. And there's all little places he could hide in there. He was a mean coon, too. You couldn't even walk five feet. Boy, he'd go to hissing at you. Sectionary to Christ, submissive to Christ. We're called to suffer because Christ also suffered. We should follow his steps. Uh, the word example is used of children who trace over the letters of the alphabet in order to learn uh, to write the letters correctly. Christ's suffering functions as an example for this purpose. He did not suffer because of wrongdoing, for he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Did not revile in return when he suffered, did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Our Lord relied upon God for justice. Turn the other cheek. He not only taught uh, non-retaliation, Matthew 5, but he practiced it. None of the most trying circumstances possible to conceive. It's only when his disciples do likewise, they reflect his spirit and demonstrate in their lives his influence. So our Lord's the example, isn't he? He didn't retaliate. He didn't go back. Uh, Father, actually, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't strike back. I think that's great lessons for us. Our Lord faced suffering. Uh, he highlighted to Peter did there the best way possible in a persecution. After charging his readers both to submit to their government and to accept their given role in society, he called upon them to imitate Jesus' manner of dealing with opposition. Should we not expect any less? You know, what our Lord went through should not discourage us, for we are not living for this world. We're just pilgrims, sojourners, passing through as we sing. Our Lord paid the price for our sins when he died upon the cross, and we can be healed. And the last section down on that page says, We are like wandering sheep without him and his example. We find ourselves in similar situations. Last section page 42, to one another in marriage. Now, that's this one we could really talk about all day and next week, too. Um, submission continues in 1 Peter 3. Directs his attention to Christian husbands and wives. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even in some do not obey the word. They without a word may be won by the conduct or conversation of uh, their wives when they observe your chest conduct accompanied by fear. The influence of Christian wives are to act in a manner that causes their husbands to turn to God in obedience. Now that's a great exhortation to a wife or a woman uh, who faithfully attends church and maybe her spouse doesn't or is not a Christian, or whatever the case may be. Uh, what does Peter say here? That they can be won what? By their example. But now what has to happen in that, in that example? What, what does that wife have to be? She has to be faithful. It only takes one time. I had a lady one time told me, she said, my husband, she's never refrained me from going to church, 
But then, like on Sunday afternoons or uh, Wednesday afternoons, he'll say, well, let's just go to the lake or let's go do this or let's go do that or uh, let's just stay home tonight. And she would often give in. And she told me, she said, that, that's the hardest part. Is, but it only takes one time of giving in to where, you know, you're not considered that faithful Christian wife or that example to them. And then they've got you where, I don't know how to use that word, but they've kind of got it where they want it. It's because they know how to manipulate and do what they want you to do or them to do. Um, but the, that wife or that, that mate has to be faithful. I mean, come and come and come and do and do and do. And then eventually they'll say, maybe you got something there. Maybe, maybe you know, and, and you know, you, you hope and pray for that as well. Um, he says, worry more about that than your adornment. Rather let it, uh, as far as wearing a gold, putting on fine apparel, rather let it be the hidden person of your heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. The beauty Christian wives should have is the beauty of a gentle or meek and quiet spirit, despite its lack of popularity in modern society. Peter says such a submissive, gentle, quiet spirit is very precious to God. Um, we need more young ladies that are quiet and submissive and um, to, their, to their husbands and to God and, and, and all in all. Because what's the society's push today? And not to downgrade women, I'm not saying that, but what's society's push today? Equal rights. You know, God put man over who? Woman. Not in a degrading way. More so as the gentle spirit, the weaker vessel, as that section continues on. But he put man over woman. Authority in the home. He put the man as a spiritual leader in the home. Sometimes that woman has to assume that role because the husband's not. But she still has the right to be submissive to her husband. He should, you know, there should be a team effort there. You got kids out there? I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I didn't see, I didn't see nobody. Um, usually they're crowded around out there and I see them. All right. We'll stop right there. Let's close with a prayer. Father in heaven, we're thankful for the day and the blessings of it, the time that we've had together to study your word. And Father, we pray that we'll be submissive people in all areas of our life. Help us to be that Christian example with our attitudes, our words, our actions, and all that we do. Forgive us, Father. Be with us as we go into our worship. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth. And we continue to be, ask you to be with those who are sick. And our brother Joe this morning, be with him and all others who need our prayers. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.